the difference between the scarcity mindset and the abundance mindset. I grew up in a scarcity mindset. Money doesn't grow on trees, turn off the lights, we don't own the electric company. So that's what I was immersed in. And until I started surrounding myself in different masterminds with people that were doing better than me, then that concept started creeping in. You've got to eject out that wrong programming and put a blank and reprogram your mind. It took like mantras and writing things down with starting with I am rich beyond my wildest dreams those kinds of things and you have to repeat it to yourself over and over again until you really edit out and delete that old way of thinking Welcome everyone to the Liberty Ventures podcast. My name is Alexander McCobin, co-founder and general partner of Liberty Ventures. And I am just thrilled for us to continue to build this ecosystem of purpose-driven investors and entrepreneurs aligned on advancing a free and prosperous future by interviewing Maureen McCann today. Maureen joined Spartan Invest as co-founder in April 2014. And as the director of wealth building, she brings over 20 years of sales and marketing experience in the turnkey marketplace. Having served as an investment property coach for years, she helps clients build turnkey cash flow portfolios for her clients, helps investors build the type of rental portfolios necessary to reach short-term and long-term passive income goals, and long-term wealth generation for all of her clients and just people in general. Maureen, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Sounds great. Great to be here. I am the money. I am show me the money girl. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, I want to dive into that, obviously. But before we get there, I think it's always helpful to provide context with your story, what's led to who you are, what you're doing today, and why you're doing it. So would you be willing to start by just sharing that with us for a couple of minutes? So I had the haunting thought when I was probably in my, I would say, mid to late 30s that I did not want to wake up one day when I was 50, um, having to ask uh, a, a boss, probably younger than me um, if I could take 10 lousy days of vacation off to go spend time with my family. So I thought, no, I have to, I have to do something different here. And uh, I knew that what my parents had modeled to me was not going to work for me going forward. So I knew I needed to do something different. And uh, I had always wanted to build a business, start a business. And I just happened to, you know, stars aligned. And I kind of met uh, my two business partners, Clayton and Lindsay. Um, they had already formed the company. They were just looking for someone who could be the good storyteller, the salesperson. And uh, you got the, the operator, the visionary, and then the storyteller all together. And that's how we formed Spartan Invest. But I really just wanted to uh, really get out of the W-2 world and then get into the entrepreneurial world so that I could demonstrate to my kids, be a role model to them, how to do it and to work for themselves. So there's so much I want to unpack there. And actually, (laughs) for anyone who's thinking they might want to be an entrepreneur themselves, I want to dive into why you made that transition and how difficult or easy it was for you, what it took for you to make that leap. (laughs) It was not easy. Um, I think if it was easy, everybody would do it because there is a lot of fear on the other side of that um, that abyss, right? I mean, there's a big abyss from, you know, you're sitting in your corporate office and you're getting your every two week paycheck with your company boat. I was in, I was in a drug rep, right? So you had the company car, the, all the benefits, the company trips, president's club. Wow, you were giving up a lot. I gave up a lot to go to a 1099 position or commission only position with no benefits, none. So I went from, you know, call it $150,000 a year to just whatever I, whatever I sold, I earned on. Um, so that was that was very, very scary. There were several times I can kind of regale your audience with a few few fun stories. Um, first was, um, you know, when you start a business, it's not very profitable at the very beginning, right? right? So, um, but the thing is, is you just always have to believe, you just keep taking one step forward, keep going. You just keep going. No matter what the obstacle is, you just have to, you know, overcome it, go around it, find a way through it, 
Um, and that's what really tests your character when you are making that transition from, you know, something that was very safe and secure and consistent with that monthly with that or weekly paid by the paycheck to something that is completely unknown. But I knew that, um, you know, there's, I live in Southern, Southern California, San Diego, La Jolla, if anyone's listening, they might remember or know that it is a beautiful community, beachy community with these multi-million dollar homes on a cliff looking over the Pacific. I briefly lived there and it's absolutely stunning. <laughs> okay. So you know what I'm talking about. Well, I remember driving one day and I looked up at the hill and I was like, how do people, what do they know that I don't know? How can I get up to that top of the hill? That was what I wanted to do. And I figured, I had, I had recently had read an article at that time years ago, and it was like, okay, so your top, like, where is the money in the world? And it's like bankers, insurance companies, entertainers, uh, politicians, and um, um, like artists. And I was like, well, can't really do that. But there was two others on the list, which was entrepreneur and real estate investor. So out of the list, I knew that I could do those last two. And so that was my pursuit into... Um, going to my first webinar, I kind of became like a little webinar junkie, right? You just or seminar because you're actually attending. So I was like going to these seminars and I was listening to the messaging and I was just trying to get: is this real or is this like, is this valid? Um, and so you know what? You have to take that where it started, where everything started, was um, I had to uh, make a decision if I was going to invest ten thousand dollars in this course, which I had never written a check for ten thousand dollars before in my life, right? And so I didn't tell anybody, even the, the my husband, I refer to him as he's a former <laughs> husband, he's a husband, right? Okay, so I didn't even like, I didn't even consult with him. I just made a decision on my own and I had to borrow against my 401k to take out the $10,000, write the check with sweaty palms, you know, just really nervous. But I had learned that if you do not invest in yourself, nothing will ever change. Mm. So... That was where it started. So I wrote the check, took the course that led me to another course. I'm going to condense it really fast for you now. Ready? So I took uh, my first course. It was uh, Robert Allen's Millionaire Next Door. Then that led me to a company called Fortune Builders. That led me to a turnkey operator here actually in Memphis. This is where I started um, in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, I worked for them for five years. Then I met my business partners in 2012. We formed the company in 2013. Now I sit with you now. But in between where I where I was and where I am now, had I not written the check, invested in myself, believed in myself, and did the work to improve the skills, the skill set, the mindset, nothing would have changed. Absolutely amazing. So let's dig into that mindset change even itself. For anyone, again, who might be thinking about making that transition, what is the mindset shift that you have to make to go be entrepreneurial? Really, really good book is called um, uh, Mindset by Carol Dweck. And it is the difference between the scarcity mindset and the abundance mindset. I grew up, I grew up in a scarcity mindset. So you guys might laugh at this, but you, you, probably some of you have heard of this. It's like, have you heard your parents say, money doesn't grow on trees, turn off the lights, we don't own the electric company. Um, or if you, if, if my, from my father's perspective, if you had money, you kind of got it from nefarious ways, unethical ways, right? That's how most people think about business and money. That's right. Yeah. So that's what I was immersed in. And until I started surrounding myself in different masterminds with people that were doing better than me, that had a different perspective on life, then it's that, that concept started creeping in. And so it's a tug of war between wanting to stay in that scarcity mindset and then having to adopt an abundance mindset. But what I learned from one of my coaches was, you know what, he's like, 
and I'm going to date myself here. Because he's like, Maureen, you got to take, he's like, you got to eject that cassette tape, which is probably now a CD or whatever, thumb drive, whatever you people use now. Right? <laughs> right? But you had to, he's like, you've got to eject out that wrong programming and put a blank CD in um, and reprogram your mind. And it's, it took like mantras and writing things down, with, starting with I am, right? I am rich beyond my wildest dreams, those kinds of things. And you have to repeat it to yourself over and over again until you really edit out and delete that old way of thinking. It's hard. It's very hard, but so important, not only to be successful, but it gets at the moral foundation of business and capitalism. Most people think you only get rich if you take from someone else and think that there's a fixed sum of money out there instead of it's a growing pie and that the purpose of business and entrepreneurship is actually to create new wealth, new value that didn't exist before that makes everyone better off. 100%. The more value you give, the more that you earn. I just look at, um, you know, Jeff Bezos. He's a guy who... You know, look at the look at the convenience that he offers us. Point, click, buy. We get the stuff that we want in, on our doorstep the very next day. He's made convenience such a value add that people are willing to pay the prime membership fee or whatever, right? And look at where he's. I don't know. You would think I left, like, last picture I saw of him, he was on his five hundred million dollar yacht in the middle of Italy, whatever, right? So the the more value that you give, the more opportunities you can create for others, then the world, the universe responds in kind. I love that. And that's one of the things that we always advocate here. You have to give first in order to get things back. And that's the way business works. You help other people out and then they're going to help you out. 100%. And once you get that concept and you practice it all the time, the abundance, it just flows to you. You don't even have to reach for it. It just falls in your lap. Now, I want to talk about real estate and why you picked that, aside from the fact that that is a place where you're able to make a lot of money. And the combination of real estate and entrepreneurship is something not a lot of people focus on, but there seem to be a lot of opportunities there. There is. Well, so I I focused on real estate because I knew that um, two-thirds of net worth is determined by the equity that you have and the properties that you own. So if you don't own any properties and you don't have any equity, you're not going to get to the top 5%. So it's, that was very clear in my mind. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna not only going to do this for myself, but I'm going to help others and teach others how to do it as well. Because if you think about it, when you can create a financially worry-free life, someone that doesn't have to work, worry about how they're going to pay their bills for the month because they've got streams of income coming in that covers all of their monthly expenses, then they have the freedom um, to be able to express whatever their passion is and give back in a bigger way simply because they don't have to be on the rat wheel, you know, hamster wheel running around trying to pay X, Y, and Z. Um, They get to express and and, and introspectively look at who they are and what they want to give back to the world. So when you look at the real estate space right now, what do you think the big opportunities are for people who have an entrepreneurial mindset and may want to get involved in that? The last 81 years um, of home equity growth in the United States um, is incredibly amazing. So um, if someone says, you know, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about real estate, but I, you know, I don't want to get in because, you know, the interest rates are higher, the housing, the housing values are too high. I always say the best time to buy real estate was yesterday. The better time is today. And the reason being is that it's, I have found that in my 20 year career that it is the best wealth builder that I know of. Right. I have. I listened to, so I grew up in the 70s, right? So it was like, that was the advent of the 401k, which was sold us, we were sold a bill of goods, right? Because the 401k was included or added or created, I should say, because it was a cheap alternative to the pensions, the pension plans that corporations were finding too expensive to keep going. So then here comes this 401k, just put your 
put your whatever 8% in, the company will match the 3% or whatever it is, and then you're going to ride that ride that wave until retirement and live happily ever after. That a lot of my clients now between their demographics were 40 to 60 years of age, they are realizing that that's not true. That does not work. You have to have other vehicles to create cash flow and to create net wealth. And um, real estate is an exceptionally way, exceptionally good way to do that in a consistent way. So if you just look at the last four years of home equity growth, and this compounds year after year, right? So you've got a $100,000 house that you buy in Huntsville, Alabama, or Birmingham, Alabama, and that property appreciates, it appreciated 10%. And then the following year was 19%, then 6%, then 5%. So that those percentages just keep compounding on each other. So soon your $100,000 house, five years from now, could be 200000 or 250000 And it just keeps growing from there. When you look at the history of home equity growth, that is what happens. Real estate builds wealth. There is no question in my mind. And I want everyone to know that. <laughs> so I love that. And I'm curious, especially from the startup space, though there are more and more companies in the startup world that are starting to enter the real estate market. Are there any that you're following right now or any opportunities that you're seeing that you think are really exciting? I think there's two. Um, I think the assisted living, um, because we have an aging population, right? We've got our baby boomers that are starting to cross over the age of 65 and are going to need assistance in a lot of ways. Some families are not willing to help their elderly parents out, so they're going to need some care. And they want to live in a home to be able to do it, not in some box, um, some cold sort of, you know, still box. So uh, I think assisted living um, is a big one, and then the short-term rentals. I also think is another one. Those are very um, lucrative spaces where... You know, you could do long-term buy and hold, short-term rentals, do some assisted living. There's a lot of things you can do with real estate that will generate income for years. Amazing. Now, Maureen, I've got one last question for you that I like to ask everyone. And it gets back to the point that in business, you give and then you get something back in return. But it starts with the giving. And I always encourage people, if you want to learn a new industry, if you want to get involved in something, or if you want to connect with someone, the best thing you can do is offer to give to help them out. So if someone were to reach out to you and offer I want to help you with this, then just volunteer to do that. What would you be interested in hearing from or that you would positively respond to? Oh, gosh, that is a good one. Um, you know, I really don't know much about AI, to tell you the truth. So if someone said, hey, Mo, I want to come tell you all about AI, I'd be like, I'm in, right? Because I think that, um, and it, I think that is a big part of our future. Um, and I think about this gal that I spoke to, she's a client, she's a software engineer, and she said, I think my job is going to be gone five to seven years from now. So I, she actually reached out to me to start building a real estate portfolio to replace her income. Interesting. Isn't it interesting? You know, it's like it, change is good, but sometimes it affects some areas negatively and other areas more positively. You just have to figure out where you're going to fall into that. And pursue the positive. <laughs> Always pursue the positive. Yes. Which I'm getting such a positive energy from you. Marie, <laughs> thank you so much. This was absolutely amazing. I appreciate everything you're doing and taking the time with us today. Thank you, Alexander. My pleasure. Wow. <laughs>